Welcome to Faceoffs and Fantasy Podcast with your two co-hosts, Sean and Marcus. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about the podcast itself, intro to us, and uh, then we're going to get into our fantasy talk a little bit later on in the second half where we're actually going to participate in a 10-team mock draft, and we'll give you analysis as we go through that. So yeah, that's a quick intro there. Marcus, do you want to start us off here? Sure. Um, my name is Marcus. Uh, I like hockey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, seriously, uh, Sean and I, we've known each other since we were kids. And um, we've just both loved playing hockey and watching hockey and playing video games together that are hockey-based. Yeah, well, that's about it. Thank you for that riveting introduction. Um, yeah, so for everyone, my name is Sean. So that was Marcus, and yeah, I also obviously love hockey. Anyone listening to this podcast, I am going to go out on a limb here and say that you also love hockey. Uh, Marcus and I actually played hockey together as well, which is pretty cool. So we got to play, uh, Marcus is a little bit older than me, so we didn't play growing up together, uh, besides playing on the court that we grew up on in terms of ball hockey. Lots of But we did get to play, yeah, lots of street hockey, lots of tournaments. And uh, we got a chance to play some beer hockey some beer league hockey together in uh, the GTA in Toronto. So that was pretty fun. We were actually defense partners for a long time, which was dope. So we have a lot of insight on the defense position. <laughs> but I, I myself have also played center before. I played center in high school hockey. And also when I went to uh, university, I went to Brock University. We played in our like the beer leagues at night and stuff and played center in that too. So I got a little bit of experience on the forward end as well. But yeah. So that's a little bit about us. We're not really going to divulge too much personal stuff right at the beginning. As we get to know you and move along in this podcast, we can talk more about that. But for now, let's get into the hockey talk. Um, I just wanted to talk quickly about why we are creating this podcast. So are you good if I do that first point, Marks, and then you take over after? Go for it. Cool. So in terms of hockey podcasts, I found a lot of times there is either podcasts about general hockey talk, meaning... You know, you listen to people breaking down what's happening in the league and transactions and plays or games and scores and all that kind of stuff. And then there's separate podcasts that talk specifically about fantasy hockey. But to me, I never really found too much where they combine the two together. So just kind of like a one-stop shop where you would hear the same people talking about general hockey talk as well as talking about fantasy hockey talk. So that was kind of the idea behind this podcast was to kind of create that little niche right there where we actually do both within the same podcast with the same hosts. So that was the reason for it. And then Marks, do you want to take over there? Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so first half we'll be, uh, talking, um, around the league and what's happening in Toronto. Um, second half we'll be doing some fantasy talk and then part three, we'll be talking about everything else if we have some time um what's going on in our lives or what's happening with our own beer leagues that kind of stuff yeah dope <laughs> that's uh yeah that's exactly what i was my, i was mentioning so that's perfect so yeah that's about it and i think we'll just jump right into it if you're good with that so we're gonna start off with our hockey talk for today since the season is starting up on october 12th which is next week then we wanted to talk a little bit about our preseason rankings for the actual NHL teams. So we were going to do division breakdowns and we were going to pick our top three teams per division to give you our 
early season predictions. So Marcus, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the division and then I'm going to ask you to provide your top three for that division. And if you want to give some slight analysis as to why you chose those teams and ranked them in that particular order, then that would be awesome. So why don't we do this alphabetically? I'll start with the Atlantic division. Sure. Sounds good. Um, obviously home of our Maple Leafs. Um, they are not going to be number one, unfortunately, in my opinion. But as much as I'd like them to, I don't think they will be Tampa Bay. Uh, obviously, they've won back-to-back cups. And I I don't think they've lost too much in terms of the offseason. Yes, they did lose Blake Coleman and their other checker. Yanni Gord. Yeah, Yanni Gord. Their whole third line, essentially. (laughs) The third line is gone, yeah. Uh, Blake, what was the name? Barclay Goudreau. Barclay Goudreau, Blake Coleman, and... uh, Yeah, yeah. Yanni Gord. Gord. But I think they'll still be number one um, in the Atlantic. Number two, unfortunately, again, I'm going to say it's Boston, as much as I don't want (laughs) to admit that. um, I think... Yeah. uh, I think Boston will still probably come out second, um, the third position is kind of tough. I mean, the Leafs did amazingly in the regular season last year, but they're going to be facing, obviously, Tampa and Boston and everybody else. So we'll see how they rank amongst the rest of the NHL, not just the North. Um, so I think I'm probably going to put the Panthers third, uh, and then the All Leafs right. will get one of the wild card spots and play from there (laughs) hopefully play from there yeah (laughs) all right sounds good um i know i originally said alphabetical but i think it probably makes more sense to stick with eastern conference and then go to the western conference after that so i'm going to go to the metropolitan division next if you want to pick your top three for the metropolitan division sure um so number one i'm going with the carolina hurricanes uh they were number one in their division last season uh, which had Tampa Bay and Florida. Uh, so I'm going to stick with them. Their goaltending improved, I think, although we kind of swapped goalies in terms of Toronto and uh, Carolina. But I think Freddie will probably have a bounce-back year. Um, he'll probably be more stable for them. Uh, and I don't think they've lost too much in the off offseason. Uh, second, well, besides Dougie, Dougie Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> That's true. He's he's a big part of their defense, but I think they had a good defense even before Dougie Hamilton arrived. Certainly so. Uh, number two, the I'm going to go with the Capitals. Um, they're always, you know, Ovechkin's always primed to score 40 goals. And I don't know if the other teams in division are have improved much to compete for number two. Um, Number three is kind of a toss-up between the Penguins and the Islanders um, because the Penguins, uh, I believe Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin are injured. I know Malkin's out for two months to start the season. Um, I don't know how long Crosby's out for, but... They were saying it's actually going to be a decent amount of time, like probably three to four weeks. Okay. uh, Potentially potentially longer than that. Yeah, so... I mean, 
you never know. I mean, obviously they can rally back there at Pittsburgh. You can never count them out. And then the other team that I had was the Islanders, who obviously they're always, they've been there the past couple seasons in terms of making it decently far in the playoffs. And they're coached very well. They play a very smart defensive game and really suppress shots or, you know, force the shots in in uh, tough places or really limit those scoring chances, which makes them a very good team. Yep, two back-to-back conference finals. Unfortunately, they ran into the Tampa Bay Lightning both <laughs> years. <laughs> so not really much you can do about that. Very true. Okay, so that's good. So that is your Eastern Conference selections. Now we're going to head over to the Western Conference, and I'm going to ask you about the Central Division. Who do you think will be the top three there? Yep, uh, I got to go with the Colorado Avalanche. Actually, sorry. Did you actually pick between Pittsburgh and no, I didn't. New York Islanders. I just said a toss-up. A toss. Okay. Well, where does the coin land? We've got to pick a top three here. Okay, I'm not going to count out the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'll go with Pittsburgh. All right, we got the Penguins in number three spot. Okay, back to the Central Division. All right, uh, number one, Colorado. I there's nothing else to say. Their team is stacked with. McKinnon, Rantanen, Landeskog, Kadri, Makar, obviously. And I think probably the weakest point you could argue before was their goaltending, and they got rid of Grubauer. <laughs> yeah, they got – well, I mean, he had a phenomenal season. But, yeah, yeah they, picked up, uh, they picked up Darcy Kemper from the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. So that's going to be their starting goaltender there. Uh, number two – I have is St. Louis, the Blues. Why? That's a good question. I don't have a why. <laughs> you just have a feeling. I have a just feeling. Have a feeling. Uh, hey, you know what? I think they're only what, like two seasons removed from, well, before Tampa won two. So the most recent Stanley Cup winner other than Tampa Bay. Um. Tarasenko is still on their team, and then we'll—he's supposed to play. So until they trade him, he said he's going to play. Yeah, said he's going to come back. One of the one of the moves I like there, actually, I'm not sure if uh, you remember, but Pavel Buchnevich mm-hmm. from the Rangers actually got traded to the St. Louis Blues. I, I'm expecting him to have a, a nice a big, big season. season there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if they do trade Tarasenko, he'll get some more ice time. Yeah, even with Hoffman leaving, right? Mm-hmm. Now that Hoffman's in Montreal, yep. there should be that some space there for him. And I, I do think he's a young player on the up and up. And then number three, I have the Dallas Stars. They, Although they didn't make the playoffs last season, they got hit pretty hard by COVID. And I don't think they really got to a good rhythm. Um. Because they kept having, I certainly agree. Yeah, delays and everything, or yeah, delays. Um, so you know, Rupe Hints, uh, Jason Robertson, he's he's poised to break out. He already had a big brother, season last. Yeah, brother, brother of Nick, of yeah. Nick Robertson <laughs> of the Toronto. Ma- well, yep. hopefully Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep. Currently and Toronto Marlies. Yes, yes. Um, and I don't see anybody else in the Central really 
jumping out. Oh, there's the wild. No more coin tosses. <laughs> you pick Dallas, you're sticking with Dallas. Yeah, man. I'm going that's with Dallas. It's fine. That's how we're doing it's this. It's fine. Honestly, not a bad pick, though. I, yeah. I, I definitely feel like I agree with what you said. They had a real rough start with that breakout that they had, the COVID breakout, which delayed everything. Yeah. And then I don't know if you remember, but they actually had the all of those blackouts as well in uh, in Texas. Oh. So they actually had home games delayed again. So mm-hmm. they finally came back from COVID, but then they actually got delayed further yeah. because of those blackouts as well. So it was just an awful, ridiculous, something that probably will never happen again to start a season mm-hmm. for them. And then the last division, my friend, would be the Pacific Division. All right. Well, you got to go with the Golden Knights here as number one. Um, they don't, I don't think they're going to lose too much of a step losing Flurry or trading Flurry away. Robin Leonard will step in and do his thing. Um, and then second, I have the Oilers. Uh, you're not. It's McDavid and Drysital. <laughs> what more do I need to say? Mm-hmm. And then number three, I'm going to go with the Kraken. All right. I don't Making think the big... rest of I think the rest of the division is not very strong. So I think the Kraken, they're going to, they're, they're going to make a splash and try to go for it. You know, you saw some of their picks and some of the trades in the off season. I, I think they'll do well. Well, hopefully. Fair enough. Vegas well, well I is... don't I don't think it'll do as <laughs> no. crazy as Vegas no. did in their first season but yeah I'm not sure I think um I think in in our next podcast we're going to break down a little bit about the Kraken as well so if people are interested in in our thoughts on that we can go into a little more detail on the next go round okay so those are some solid picks solid picks and uh I think it's my turn now yeah how about yourself so we'll start with the Atlantic. All right. So the Atlantic Division, uh, I'm definitely going to agree with you on this one. I got to pick Tampa Bay. I mean, yeah, they lost their third line. We talked about that. But don't forget that the Tampa Bay Lightning did not have Kucherov for the entire regular season last year. A guy who put up a ton of points <laughs> uh, last season and the season before, right? Mm-hmm. The season, like talking about regular seasons couple of seasons ago that was the season he won the heart trophy he had yeah. what 115 or 120 points in a season so we're talking about a phenomenal ridiculously above point per game player who absolutely drives that team ton of energy too and he even will throw his body around so we'll see they will definitely be hindered by that third line loss but you can't bet against the you know pr- presumably best goalie in the league Victor Hedman could be considered the best defenseman in the league. And yeah. then on forward, they are absolutely loaded. So Some of the best scorers that. in the league. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I think for me, for second place in the regular season, I'm actually going to pick the Buds. I'm going to pick the Toronto Maple Leafs. I am pretty confident in the group that's coming back this year in terms of regular season success. I know for a fact that we might be playing some teams that you know, would technically be considered a little bit more difficult. I see us also getting a chance to play against the Red Wings, who we usually play pretty well against, at least in the Austin Matthews era. And they are absolutely still in a rebuild. And if I'm being honest here, I'm not not sure about those big bad Bruins this year. Every single year, it's those guys get a little bit older Mm -hmm. and that team is kind of going where it's going. 
And without Tuka Rask this year to kind of be the backbone of that team, I know Allmark put up some decent numbers on some bad Buffalo teams, but at the end of the day, I think uh, I think they might be due for some regression, and maybe they're fighting for a wild card spot this time instead of the Maple Leafs. I hope you're right. For me, it goes Tampa Bay, Toronto, and then my third pick is going to be the Florida Panthers. I like the Panthers this year. I think they're going to have a solid squad. People are worried about Dreger going and being selected by the Kraken. So, you know, we all know Bob had a pretty bad year last year. Bobrovsky. But he is the kind of guy to go one really bad year, one good year. (laughs) One really bad year, one good year. So don't count that out this year when you're, you're, you know, making your picks and you're taking a look at that team. And also don't forget that Spencer Knight is going to be playing for the Florida Panthers this year. And he... Played really well down the stretch for them. And even in the playoffs, they actually played him in the playoffs last year. They played him above Dreger and Brabovsky. And that was because those two were struggling mightily. So yeah. hopefully that will be a nice kind of kick and, and juice in for them. They definitely have but some with Aaron, top goaltending talent. Top goaltending talent. Aaron Ekblad coming back. Mackenzie Wieger broke out like crazy last year. What a phenomenal player he is on defense as well. And they are loaded up front. I don't think anybody gives Huberto the respect that he deserves he is a perennial points per game player phenomenal hockey player can put the puck in the back of the net and can pass the puck to uh, putting him with Barkov we'll see what happens and who knows maybe Sam Bennett continues that role 15 <laughs> points in 10 games That's very true. we'll see what happens so those are my picks for the Atlantic division awesome yeah we'll see hopefully I hopefully you're right and Boston's fighting for a wild card spot or not even in the playoffs. I'd be happy with that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? I respect them as a team. I respect the success they've had. It was, you know what it's kind of feels like to me. Do you remember like when the red wings made the playoffs like 20 seasons in a row? Yeah. It was kind of just like that tail end where they had kind of lost all of their really, really talented players. Mm -hmm. And everyone was kind of just like, you know what? Maybe it's time for another team. Yeah. So I respect Boston as an organization. I respect the fact that they've been good for so long, but I think we're kind of getting to that point where maybe it's time for another team. It's true. No David Krejci this season. He retired and he's playing in the Czech Republic, but they did yep. sign Taylor Hall. We'll see. Maybe he'll have a bounce back season. Yeah. So and got... they brought in, I believe they brought in Eric Halla to fill that center position. Mm-hmm. He got some term in terms of uh, Hall. So there'll mm-hmm. be more security. Maybe that's some of the difference. I guess we'll find out. All right. I'm going to jump on to the Metro now. All right. So in terms of the Metro for me, I do see the Hurricanes up at the top. I was very much baffled in terms of real life hockey, but also fantasy hockey as to why the heck the Carolina Hurricanes traded Nadalkovich over to the Red Wings for a third round pick. And then you find out he signs for like 3 million bucks a year. Uh, that was really odd to me. A couple of uh, things that I've read and people that I've listened to, pretty much the only argument made for why that was potentially going to work out for them is just because he is homegrown. He was drafted by the Hurricanes. He was put through the hurricane system, played in the minor leagues, came up from the minor leagues, played in the professionals uh, in the NHL. So some people are saying if anyone's going to know his value, it should be the Carolina Hurricanes. Mm -hmm. And I guess they just didn't see him as a three to $3.5 million a year goalie. 
it is what it is. At the end of the day, they bring in our boy Freddie from the Toronto Maple Leafs, and we'll see how he does in terms of a bounce-back season. Hopefully he's healthy, because we always wish that for players in the NHL. And I think the Hurricanes will jump out to first place in the Metro Division. For me, in second place, I'm going to go actually with the Islanders. I'm going to go with New York here. I know they sometimes have a rough time in the regular season in terms of toughing out an 82-game season. But this team, man, they just don't lose that often. They just, they're so good defensively. Barry Trotz is so good at setting up his system. And they just shut people down. And that's a really important thing in this division, you know, with the Hurricanes and the Rangers and the Penguins and the Capitals and all these teams with the high-end offensive talent. Firepower, guys who can put the puck in the back of the net. It just, just seems to work for them. And they finally got some guys kind of breaking out on forward, right? They're also a team that seems to have a lot of guys there for a while. I mean, you know, you think of Brock Nelson, you think of mm-hmm. uh, Beauvillier, you know, some of these guys who you don't really think too often of when you're thinking of really, really, you know, prolific scorers in the NHL, but then every postseason who's putting the puck in the back of the net, right? It's these guys. So Barzal obviously is a superstar and, yeah. and hopefully they can figure out a little more on offense, but yeah, that team is just too good defensively for me to sleep on them. And then for me, my third pick is going to be the Capitals. I cannot count out the Capitals. Backstrom, Ovi chasing down Gretzky's record. Mm-hmm. That that team in general is a solid squad. I think Samsonov and uh, Vanacek in net are probably going to hopefully do a little bit better this year. I know Vanacek got selected in the expansion draft and then actually traded back to the Capitals <laughs> for a second round pick which was kind of funny, but uh, I think Samsonov, you'll see him have a bit of a better year because the same, not the same thing, but the Capitals did get into a little bit of trouble last year with COVID as well. And, uh, you know, they had a few guys suspended from the team and some guys who had to miss some games because of protocols and things like that. So Mm -hmm. hopefully this year with that relaxing a little bit and the team kind of getting back together a little bit more, being able to hang out a little more in hotel rooms and things like that, um, hopefully that's a bit less of an issue for that team so those are my top three for the metro division awesome no flyers no penguins well here's the thing (laughs) the flyers to me are such a huge question mark right now because of carter hart and i say this with all due respect like the last couple seasons he played prior to this past season were phenomenal hockey He's, I know he's young, 22 years old, which is really young for a goalie. You got to give them time to develop. They got some bumpy roads to go through. I just can't help but think about how mental the game, like playing goalie is in hockey. Mm -hmm. It's not just a physical thing. And, and I don't know how a 22 year old bounces back from a season that poor last year when the expectation is that they are not just a starting goalie in the NHL, but potentially even a top 10 to top 15 starting goalie in the NHL. And last year, at least he had a veteran presence in Brian Elliott as the backup goalie. But this year, I believe they brought in Martin Jones over from the San Jose Sharks. I mean, he's been around the league. I guess he's a veteran as well, but he certainly has not been putting up um, any decent or respectable numbers over the last few seasons, which is exactly why he was bought out by the San Jose Sharks to begin with. So I I see that as too much of a question mark for me. I do like the fact that they brought in Ryan Ellis from the Nashville Predators to shore up the defense a little bit. 
Um, and, you know, they they paid a pretty hefty fee for uh, Rasmus Ristolainen as well. So it's going to be a revamped defense. Ghost Bear going over to Phoenix, Phoenix as well. Yeah. Definitely a, a big kind of shift in that sense. But until I see Carter Hart regain at least part of the form that he had from a couple of seasons ago, I'm just a little concerned. And you talk about the Penguins. Hey, man, Tristan Jari. I, I have some hesitations there too. That was that was a rough season from Tristan Jari. Uh, you know, Casey DeSmith ended up playing a lot of games for them. And he played pretty well, actually, until playoff times. And both goalies had their struggles. But for me, the Penguins, the biggest thing is... Yeah, you can't count out a team with Crosby and Malkin, but that's exactly what I'm doing is a team without Crosby and Malkin is the team that I'm doubting because mm-hmm. they're going to be without Crosby and Malkin for, for quite some time. So I think they might get buried a little bit at the beginning of the season and it might be hard to catch up. Did you know that Philadelphia is still paying Ilya Briskalov? <laughs> or do you remember that? <laughs> oh, I remember they signed him to that huge contract. Yeah. And then I remember, man, he had the most blunt and funny interviews, oh, like yeah. post-game interviews. <laughs> it's like, oh, what happened? He's like, I just, I was really bad. <laughs> He's like, I just played bad. I, I stunk. <laughs> like, what do you want me well, to say? Well, he didn't give the typical hockey answer, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know enough about him to to say that the problem was potentially the language barrier, mm-hmm. but you know, cause obviously he's Russian. So I don't know if there was some language barrier at the beginning and maybe that was a problem, but yeah, some of those were so funny, but Hey, give respect where respect is due. Ilya Brzezgalov, when he was with the Phoenix, uh, the Coyotes. Phoenix uh, team, yeah, the Coyotes over there, man, he like carried that team. Oh yeah. They made, I swear they made the third round one year. I don't think it was the conference finals, but I think it was the conference semifinals. Yeah. Maybe 20, 2012, 2013, somewhere around there. Oh, man, he had a ridiculous season and a ridiculous playoffs. So that is pretty funny, though. Yeah, it, it was a compliance buyout, so they're, he doesn't count against the cap, but they are paying him till 2027. The 20, much? 26, 27 season. Uh, 1.64287. Yes. <laughs> this guy's making like $2 million a year. Oh my goodness. Yeah. His bio was uh, 14 years, value is $23 million. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Good for you, Briz Gallup. <laughs> hey, you know what? He's a beauty. He's a gem. It's so pretty crazy. Can't complain too much about that. All right, I'm going to move on to the Central Division now. Yep. So I'm going to pick my winners there. My winners for the Central Division. Everybody waiting? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to pick the Avalanche. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the safe bet here. I think that team is ridiculously stacked. They did lose a little bit of depth scoring, um, you know, to free agency. But Mm -hmm. honestly, I don't think it's going to matter too much. Everyone's talking about the top defense pairing there. Obviously, Kale McCarr is superhuman. And Devin Taves coming over from the Islanders. What a freaking yeah. steal that oh, was. Yeah. Uh, two second round picks. Like, wow. Anyways, so that's the top defense pairing. And now everybody's talking about the next kid up, right? Bowen Byram. He's supposed to have a nice breakout season. Apparently he is absolutely ridiculous as well. So they're going to have Kale McCarr and Bowen Byram on the same team. Yeah. Um, I know I saw the other day, actually, I was just looking up stats. I, I wasn't watching, but Eric Johnson scored a goal in preseason. I don't know if you remember, but he actually was injured for pretty much most of last season. So it'll be nice for them to get back. 
uh, another kind of veteran solid presence. defensive defenseman, maybe yeah. uh, presence as well, which would be good for the locker room. Former first overall pick, uh, pretty impressive. So they have Samuel Gerard as well. They have yeah, the Gerard is really good too. They lost Graves, unfortunately. He went to uh, the New Jersey because they figured they would lose him in the expansion draft. Yeah. But yeah, that that team is stacked, and they have a farm system that's stacked. So. I don't think anybody's too worried about them moving forward. It would just probably be the health of Darcy Kemper. Mm-hmm. Darcy Kemper over the last few seasons has really, when he plays, ooh, he is a phenomenal lights out goalie, but he has certainly found it difficult to stay in the lineup. So, uh, But I know Pavel Francouz is the backup and not last season because he was actually injured for a lot of last season, but a couple of seasons ago, he was a really solid yeah, backup. I had him in fantasy. So. <laughs> yeah, you had him in fantasy. Yeah, he had, he had a pretty solid... Solid uh, season, a couple seasons ago. So I think that'll be a solid two pair, like kind of mm, goalies there. Obviously, yeah. obviously Kemper is the, the number one for sure, and Frank Kuz is number two, but mm. that's, that's we're not talking about Michael Hutchinson as, as a backup here. We're talking no. about a very capable guy. So, anyways, that's more hey, than Hutch enough about the Avalanche. Shout out last season. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I forgot he actually did play for them in the playoffs. Um, that was two seasons ago, though, right against the Dallas well, Stars in the, the bubble. Leafs, but yeah, yeah, I was thinking he yeah, actually played playoffs, for the Avalanche yeah. in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's that's funny. So yeah, the, I mean, Avalanche number one, absolutely no doubt, hands down for me is where that's going. This division is really odd to me. Um, the Blackhawks have really kind of revamped their team. They brought in some definitely different pieces on defense i think seth jones is a huge upgrade mm-hmm. over anything that they already had that price tag you know is a little high but at the end of the day it's what you got to pay for a, a top true number one defenseman in this league right um, i think yeah they brought in uh that guy jake mccabe as well from buffalo who they say is a pretty solid d-man as well uh, i think he's getting something like four million dollars a year so there's a couple solid pieces on defense they shipped out franchise icon Duncan Keith over to Edmonton Um, so they're down that but yeah I think if Johnny Taves comes back uh, Kirby Dak not being injured unfortunately broke his his wrist or his hand during the juniors right at the beginning of the season him being there for the full season you got to brink it you got Patty Kane like that's a solid squad and hey uh, do you know who their goalie is now (laughs) (laughs) Vesna Trophy winner Marc-Andre Fleury and uh you know, not to forget the season that Lankinen had last year too, right? So now all of a sudden you you truly do have two solid goaltenders there. And I think a, a kid like Lankinen will really appreciate the mentorship and, oh, yeah. and being able to work with Marc-Andre Fleury. I think that'll be huge for his development as well. Yep. So there you're number to two. me, I see the Blackhawks making a push this year. I think I'm going to take them in my number two spot here. Hopefully I don't regret it, but Patty Kane is a magician and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And this was my toss-up, Marcus, although yeah. I am going to choose one after I talk about both. To me, I'm actually thinking about the Wild, and I'm thinking about the Jets. Oh, okay. And those are the teams I have here in my third slot. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk a little bit about Minnesota first, and then I'm going to talk about the Jets second. Minnesota, to me, is absolutely in win-now mode, obviously with the compliant or not compliant, sorry, the buyouts of the two massive contracts there, Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi. That is a lot of dead cap, uh, a lot of dead cap coming up over the next couple of seasons. This year, they have what they need to make a run. 
Kaprizov re-signed, what an absolute electrifying player he is. He basically breathed life back into this organization. And, you know, a lot of people question the buyouts of Parise and Suter. And I don't disagree with that in the sense of they really weren't playing that poorly considering in terms of the production and in terms of the minutes, especially Ryan Suter on defense. Like he was still yeah. putting up tons of minutes in terms of game log, right? To me, it seemed more so like Bill Guerin saying to this locker room, these guys have been here for too long. These guys are not setting the right precedent. And I think we need a new voice and I think we need a new direction. And no disrespect to those players. Like they both have been captains in the NHL. They both have made significant runs. They've both been phenomenal. They, you know what I mean? In that yeah. sense, oh, yeah. uh, sure. Prezig going to the finals with New Jersey as the captain, like, we're talking about really, really good hockey players who could potentially end up in the Hall of Fame. But for whatever reason, Bill Guerin saw a need for a, a big change. And I think that's why he did it. With Kaprizov coming in and being the new face of the franchise, I just don't think he wanted those guys to either overshadow him or even hinder his kind of being and his and his being yeah, himself. Yeah, let, so let him be who he's going to be, right? Let him, let him be Kirill, right? Like, yeah. that's what you need right now. You need to electri- electrify those fans, and that's what they're doing, so... Because they were pretty I thought, boring before. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, you know what? At the end of the day, like, don't forget, buying out Suter, as much as it seems odd, they also were able to save more guys from that expansion draft because, yeah. let's be honest, they probably would have lost a pretty solid defenseman mm-hmm. if we're talking about Matt Dumba probably being selected and going to the Kraken. Instead, it's uh, Susie, right? Yeah. Who is also a pretty solid depth piece on the back end, but I think I would much rather have Matt Dumba. Uh, over Susie, so sure. no offense on that front. Both both good players. I still think I'm going to go with the Jets, though. I like I like Minnesota. I like what they have. I like that team, but I'm going to go with the Jets. The Jets were great last season. Really good team. Connor Hellebuck does not get a whole lot of respect because he plays in Manitoba. And if you ask no, most he's co- most top three goalies, <laughs> yeah, most people probably don't know where that is, right? But That guy faces the most shots in the NHL he has over the last few seasons. He puts up stellar numbers. He steals games. Um, As a fan of the Leafs, as someone who watched the Canadian division last year, I am telling you he steals games. And he steals games against the Maple Leafs offense and the Oilers offense and really talented offenses. Last year, the biggest question mark for that team was their defense. What did they do in the offseason? They went and picked up Nate Schmidt. Okay, they got a solid piece there and they also traded for, was it Brendan Dillon as well? So now all of a sudden you have the guys that you had last year. You have Neil Pionk, you have Josh Morrissey. um, They still have Dylan DeMello and they picked up Nate Schmidt. All of a sudden this defense is starting to sound pretty darn good. Um, So you start talking about solid defense and everybody knows about this offense, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about some prolific wingers. We're talking about guys like Kyle Connor. Talking about Nikolai Ehlers, Mark Scheifel, um, you know, the captain as well. They got a solid squad. And if, if sorry, that's Blake Wheeler, by the way. I said the captain, yeah. but that's who I was referring to. Um, and if Pierre-Luc Dubois yeah. steps up here, if if he can kind of... Well, he'll have a training camp and everything with the Jets. He'll have so. a training camp. You know what? He won't be swamped by the media. He won't be, you know, being told this, that, the other. Maybe this is a good thing for him being in a place like Winnipeg where maybe there isn't quite as big of a market as other places, although Canadian cities are Canadian cities at the end of the day. But I think he should have a bounce back season. 
like you said. He's going to start there fresh, and uh, we'll go from there, right? And then the last, so yeah, so just to clarify, I am picking the Jets the, as my third. The, yeah, the Jets, sorry, yeah. As my as my third in uh, the Central Division there. So, and then the last one is the Pacific Division. The Golden Knights are going to finish number one, in my opinion. I think that they are the best team in that division. I agree with you. Yes, losing Flurry obviously isn't ideal. But when you have a guy like Robin Leonard who's still there and the solid squad you have in front of him, some question marks about Stevenson as the number one center. You know what? When you have Pacioretty and Stone as your wingers, I don't think it matters too much, if I'm being honest. Whether they had you know somebody else there, I don't know that it makes much of a difference. That is a solid, deep squad. I really like that they re-signed Alec Martinez on defense. Petrangelo is a stud. That dude is a star. He does everything for that team. He is up and down the ice, uh, red line to red line, man. That guy can fly, and he has skill after skill after skill. So Golden Knights are my number one pick for that division. This division is kind of funny, right? After that, Mm -hmm. I see the Oilers being relevant. Obviously, you can't count out, like you said, McDavid. And Dreisaitl, I see the Flames as potentially a nice back bounce back bounce candidate back, yeah. in this division. I really can't imagine Markstrom having a, another poor start for the Flames this time around. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's a chemistry thing, but we'll see. Daryl Sutter's there now. He's going to have a full offseason to work with these guys. Hopefully he can straighten some stuff out. And it just, yeah, I, I could see that team potentially bouncing back if they get off to a hot start. And honestly, I like the Canucks still. I really do like Demko. I like Demko as a goalie. I think mid-season, he finally kind of broke out and truly became in the conversation of a top-end goalie in the NHL. And I think as a full 82-game season without Braden Holpe there to try to, you know, they paid Holpe so much. So they felt like they had to start him in so many games when really Demko was the better goalie from the start of the season to the end of the season. I, I like the Canucks in the spot too, and the last team I want to talk about is the Kings. So, so wait, wait, who who are you going with number two? Or you're, you're I'm talking about your three teams. Okay, yeah. okay. So sorry. for sure, the Golden Knights first. No, that's yeah. okay. It's a little confusing. Golden Knights first. I like the Oilers. I like the Flames. I like the Canucks, and I don't mind the Kings. I really don't mind the Kings this year. Okay. Cal Peterson, another goalie that broke out last year, solid goaltender, is going to get them some games as they go through. Kopitar and Deneau as your one-two centers. Ooh, real good defensive that is, centers. That is going to be, like, oh, yeah. they're going to be a pain, to gonna be a pain right? Like, you look at the top-end talent here, and you and you say to yourself, really, the Oilers are at the top there with Dreisaitl, obviously, and, and McDavid. But some of these other teams, I don't know how they're going to fare against that kind of defensive-minded forward group there in uh, in L.A., so... I could see them pushing. I don't Who's think they're quite score? there yet. Yeah, I don't think they're quite there yet. I think they're close, but they're not quite there yet. So for me, I'm going to pick the Oilers as my second choice as well. I'm I'm not sold on Mike Smith having another phenomenal season yeah, I, at the age he's at. But at the end of the day, it sounds like they made a serious run at Darcy Kemper too, and they just they didn't have the same prospect pool that Colorado did, and that's why they lost out. Sucks. It is what it is. Life goes on. For me, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to stick with the Canucks here. Um, I like the young talent on this team. I like that forward group a lot. I think they're going to score a ton of goals. And I do see Thatcher Demko having a phenomenal season here. I think he's going to step up for them. And I think they're going to make the playoffs. 
They yeah, also did get hit pretty hard by COVID last last season. Oh yeah, so. they had they had a crazy. Yeah. They also didn't they lose like every single game to Montreal. Something like that. Yeah. Like it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> but you know, you look at the Canucks now. They're going to be playing against the Ducks. They're oh, going to yeah. be playing against the, the Kraken. They're going to be playing against the Sharks. Well, the Kings are going to count off the, the Kraken. Better, but <sighs> all right. We're going to talk about this next episode. We're going to talk about this next episode, but yeah, I'm not sold on them just quite yet. I know they're not done. They have a ton of cap space. Everybody's talking about that, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite there on the Kraken. No, fair enough. Not not my choice. That's what everyone said Um, about Vegas, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. You know, you start with goaltending and you move out from there. I do think Jared McCann is going to have a big season. If uh, if I'm being honest, wish he was a maple. Yeah, league. well, is McCann or Kerfoot? Kerfoot, yeah, yeah, or Jared Hall. Uh, sorry, Justin Hall. Justin Hall, yeah, yeah. If they went with the save the forward group there, but all right. Well, that was our hockey talk for this section of the podcast, and we wanted to get into some fantasy talk as well, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, welcome back to Faceoffs and Fantasy, the hockey podcast. Uh, what we're going to be doing right now is we're actually doing a mock 10 team draft. So this half of the podcast, we're going to be talking specifically about fantasy hockey. So those of you that play fantasy hockey or are involved in fantasy hockey, this will just be some info for you and you can kind of just see how it rolls from there. So we are aware that there are people, some people who do 10 team leagues and some people who do 12. So this one, we're doing a 10 team mock draft. And in our next podcast, we're planning on doing a 12 team mock draft so if you're someone who's doing a 12 team then feel free to tune in for the next one so what we're going to do quick we have about two and a half minutes before the draft itself starts marcus and i are in the same draft marcus is pick number five and i am pick number 10 we're just going to quickly give you a, a rundown of our strategies when it comes to mock drafts uh, and fantasy and then we're actually going to tell you about our picks and give you our analysis as we go through so Marcus, I'm going to explain my strategy first, and then I'm going to go to you second. Yeah, sounds good. So for me personally, when it comes to hockey, especially 10-team leagues, there are so many good hockey players. Um, 10-team leagues are deep, deep leagues. That basically just means that there are a lot of good available players to you. And so with that in mind, what I typically end up doing when it comes to my strategy is I leave centers alone. The only time I am drafting a center in the top, I would say even eight to 10 rounds, is if their name is Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, or Nathan McKinnon. Those three people absolutely have to be taken in the top three spots if you're asking me my opinion. Beyond that, I don't touch the center position until like probably, like I said, rounds eight to 10. There are so many good solid centermen that you can grab later in a draft Whereas some of those elite wingers, those are hard to find as you go through. So that's my strategy when I typically do these drafts. And that's what I look for is the wingers early and often. Marcus, what about yourself? Yeah, for me, I go with a no goalie or pick. I do not pick goalies usually. I'll usually either just pick one decent goalie. I don't really have a range, but I will try and just pick one good goalie when I see him available. And then I'll just pick a random goalie towards the end. And usually I will pick up a goalie that gets hot in the season or during the season. And usually I can ride that goalie 
um, all the way to a championship. Woo! Championship. Yeah, so we, we, by the way, we didn't even talk about our fantasy hockey league, but we've been running a league since 2013, I think, was the first season that we started. So there's been quite a few years, and it's, uh, it's fluctuated from a 10-team to a 12-team league, um, something like that. But of the six or so championships that we've handed out, uh, Marcus and I have two each. So we are responsible for four out of the six championships in our league. Um, all right, here we go. Starting up. All right. Okay, Connor McDavid taking first overall. Big surprise <laughs> as we go through with that analysis. Still cannot believe uh, last like last fantasy season, I had the third overall pick, and I got Connor McDavid. Yeah, that was crazy. So the, the two people ahead of me drafted Leon Dreisaitl and Nathan McKinnon first and second in the league. And I got, with a third pick, I got Connor McDavid. Absolute steal. <laughs> and for those of you wondering, yes, I did win the league last year. So thank you to whoever was selecting first and second for giving me that yeah. person. It wasn't me. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely not, Marcus. Definitely not. So Leon Dreisaitl second and Nathan McKinnon third. So that's basically what we were talking about at the beginning. For me, those are the top three players in fantasy. If I have a top three pick, that's who I'm looking at. All right, so I've got Vasilevsky up or Matthews, Marshawn. So this is one of the times where I may just pick Vasilevsky as to be my one goalie. So I'm going to go with that. All right, so fifth pick, there you go. Picking a team that you think is going to win a lot of games, probably decent amount decent amount of starts in terms of goals against average and save percentage as well. Those will be solid, solid picks there. Um, and then after that comes off David Pasternak, Austin Matthews. Um, we forgot to mention fourth went Kucherov. So yeah. we got some wingers coming off the board. Matthews is coming up as the next center. Miko Rantanen goes eighth. It's the ninth pick. And then I have back-to-back selections. So we're looking at Panarin, Marshawn, Ovechkin, Makar, Kane, Marner, Huberto. These are some of the guys available right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Brad Marshawn is taken. I am looking at my winger positions. Huberto. I see Panarin. I see Ovechkin. I see Patty Kane. I see Mitch Marner. I like all of those selections. For me, I think I'm going to select Artemi Panarin with my first selection there on the wing, left side. I like the season he's going to have. He has a ton of players to go with, but he is the focal point, which means everything runs through him, including the power play puts up a ton of points. And with my second pick, with all the talk I was doing about the Chicago Blackhawks, I am going to go with the old faithful here, Patty Kane. Cannot go wrong with Patrick Kane. He is absolutely unbelievable and uh, a phenomenal hockey player. Ton of points coming up. The other options I was really considering was Mitch Mitch Marner for sure. He puts up a ton of points. And if your league is very goal-dependent or you get extra points for goals, then obviously Ovechkin should be a consideration as well. Okay, so Kale McCarr and Shveshnikov come off the board after that, as well as Ovechkin. And uh, the other thing I forgot to mention is I took Panarin and Kane because they're left wing and right wing. So I have one of each now. Whereas if I took pa- uh, Panarin and Ovechkin, I would have two left wings and then I would be looking for some right wings later in the draft. I prefer the flexibility. They're all phenomenal players. So 
try to mix it up a little bit. Oh, Marner goes right before yeah. Marcus's pick. Okay, so I'm looking at either a winger as well. I do try and implement Sean's strategy sometimes. Um, <laughs> Crosby's still on the board, but obviously with his injury, I don't know if uh, he will fall a little. But uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Huberto. Although Brady Kachuk looks really tempting. Brady Kachuk. <laughs> you did it. You did it, Brady Kachuk. Well, so for I had those of you wondering... <laughs> I was going to say, for those of you wondering, Marcus had Brady Kachuk last season. And uh, later in the draft, I ended up taking Matthew Kachuk because I did not want Marcus to have both <laughs> Kachuk brothers on the same team. I thought that would have been unfair. But passing on Huberto, to me, that's a, that's a big risk. And I think it'll pay off for you because I think Kachuk will have a big season and he'll throw up a ton of hits. Yeah. A ton of hits. Hits or if yours uh, fantasy has pims, that's also a, you get some pims for yeah, him pims. too. Or if you're in a banger league, uh, for those of you wondering, a banger league means you have hits and blocks. Sometimes when it comes to leagues like that, you're looking for some more, you know, rough and tumbling kind of players. But hits and pims is absolutely pretty Kachuk. Funny enough, you were hemming and hawing over Kachuk, Huberto, and Crosby. Who goes right after your pick is Huberto and Crosby. <laughs> so. No, no big surprise on that front. We do have Aho and Braden Point coming off the board. I like Braden Point here. I think yeah. as a center slash right wing, he brings a oh, lot of value, so value to the table because being able to slot him into either position, he's going to get you some face-off wins, and he plays primarily with Nikita Kucherov. Uh, and we all know Kucherov is going to score a ton of points, which means that means that point is also going to score a ton of points and the second goalie comes off the board as robin leonard wow that's crazy all right john so carlson adam fox so now some defense are coming off the board yeah i was looking at defense as well i was gonna say it's your pick yeah i i'm probably gonna go with victor hedman all right uh so off- you're you're pretty uh spaced out right now yeah, you have a yeah. goalie, a defenseman, a forward. You're kind of going for that all-around approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually I like to get at least like one solid player in each uh, position, and then you know build out from there. Right. So that's that's definitely uh, one type of strategy, right? If you're not too sure and you kind of like the idea of getting one solid guy at each spot. And then after that, you can kind of just get whoever falls into your lap. That is a really solid way of being able to get value later in the draft. So for me personally, sometimes I go heavy on the wing early on. And then later in the draft, there's a winger who's at a great value spot, but I need a defenseman or I need a center. And so sometimes it bites me when I do it like that. So that balanced attack of looking at one guy in each position is definitely not a bad thing. All right, I'm next. Just waiting for John here. We got Darcy Kemper, Kaprizov, Gensel, Stamkos, Pacioretty, and he took Kemper. So that makes sense. Colorado's goalie. They're going to win a ton of games. Yeah. And it is back to me. Got back to back. I know I got back to back again. I am definitely going to be taking Kaprizov here. I think he is going to continue to break out. Yeah. 
and have a phenomenal season. The projection I'm is just, 38 goals, 36 assists. He is going to go off. So I'm going to take Kaprizov. The other nice thing about him, left wing slash right wing. Yeah, You can put him in on either side. Now, I like Jake Gensel for that same reason, left slash right wing. Only hesitation here is that the fact that Crosby and Malkin are going to be out for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven Stamkos, center slash right. I like him in this spot. Matthew Kachuk. You know, I could try <laughs> to take him to make sure Marcus doesn't get the Kachuk brothers. Yeah, But I'm actually going to go down and reach a little bit here. I hope it doesn't bite me. I'm taking Alex to bring it. Oh, and yeah, the reason I'm taking the reason I'm taking Alex to bring it is he is also a left slash right winger. But if you remember from my second pick in this draft, I took Patrick Kane. Mm-hmm. So now I have the combo of Patty Kane and Alex to bring it who play on the same line together. That means when a goal is scored, I'm not getting just one point. I'll be getting two points every time. Oh, yeah. So I went with the little stack there just because it was available to me. By the way, if, if Crosby and Malkin were healthy, I would have taken Gensel in that spot. Yeah, but then maybe he'll get lots of uh, playtime and he'll be the. <laughs> he know, will, but he's missing. Someone's got to score on a team. He's missing those primary passes. <laughs> we'll see. I don't think it's a bad call, but so for those of you who are asking about my strategy, we talked about Marcus and the ballast approach. Sorry, Marcus, you're picking first, and then I'll talk after. Yeah. Oh, that guy Kachuk's just picked gone, Steven eh? Stamkos. And yeah, I had Kachuk as well highlighted. Um, I may go... Pacioretty, Scheifel, Tavares. I may go with another uh, defenseman, Pedersen. to be honest with you. All I may right. go with uh, Dougie Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton. All right. That is always a solid pick. You like those defensive players. Now you got Dougie Hamilton and Victor Hedman on the same team. You will be getting lots of points from your defense. Mm-hmm. Um, for myself, I was just going to go back to that strategy aspect. I have Panarin left wing, Kaprizov left slash right, Patty Kane right wing, and Debrinket left slash right. So I have all four of my winger positions done, now yeah. full, and they are solid wingers. So this is where I'm probably just going to look for value at this point. I'm probably looking for either a goalie at good value or a defenseman at good value. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this earlier. I'm not looking at centers yet. I'm still going to wait. I'm going to fill in those slots as the, the the draft continues to go. So, Pacioretty, Shesterkin. Man, I really I like Tavares at the spot, 40th in the draft. I think last year most people were drafting him in the second round after his 47 goal campaign with the Leafs. And I think that he is going to have another monster season. Freddie. Oh, Freddie taken. Taken as well. There goes Quinn Hughes on defense from Vancouver. When it comes to fantasy, he's a solid option because he puts up a ton of points. All right, Marcus is back on the clock. What are you thinking? I've got... Elias Pettersson highlighted, Aaron Ekblad, and Alex Petrangelo. Uh, Going for another D. You're going to have three yeah, D, 3D. in the top five or six rounds here. I think I will probably go with Elias Pettersson. I know it says on the IR. I hope he's not out for long. He should be okay. He just recently signed, right? So yeah. he might have just been away from the team for a little bit. So you're going for the centerman, Elias yeah. Pettersson. 
He's going to be playing in Vancouver. He's going to have some solid teammates. Okay, yeah, we've got Ekblad, Sorokin, and Scheifel coming off the board next. I am next after our imaginary friend John here selects a pick. Oh, he took Petrangelo. That's that's exactly who I was we looking, looking at, at in that spot there. That always uh, really hurts. Like, that always hurts. Really like Petrangelo. So what I'm going to do here is, I know I've already hit the wing quite a few times, but I see a lot of value here at, with Kyle Connor. I think that he is a really solid piece who's going to score a lot of points. And he is playing with a loaded Winnipeg Jets forward group. So I took Kyle Connor on the wing. And now I'm going to be going down a little bit. I'm going to be taking my first defenseman off the board because I think this is probably the time to do it for me. And I'm going to be taking Charlie McAvoy from the Boston Bruins. That's a good pick. Bit of a breakout season last year. Yep. Was in the Norris Trophy conversations. Once Chara and Krug left Boston, he was kind of the last guy standing, and oh, yeah. he absolutely stepped up to the plate. And now they get to play Toronto again, so we'll see lots of McAvoy <laughs> going on from there. So a couple of Canadian uh, team members there. We got Johnny Gaudreau and JT Miller from the Calgary Flames and Vancouver Canucks. Samsonov comes off the board as a goalie here, so that's the Capitals goalie if you're wondering. And uh, somebody took Varlamov. I know Sorokin was already taken, so I'm not sure if it was the same guy who took both or if they're on separate teams. But those are always uh, solid players. The New York Islanders goalies are always going to get you wins yeah. and definitely low goals against averages. Sure. So it's almost like a wave of goalies right now. Yeah, it usually just takes one person. Did you just pick that? Did by I way? just auto pick? I think I auto picked. You did, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Didn't even realize it was me. Taylor Hall. Taylor <laughs> Hall. Not a bad pick. Would you have was, taken somebody else? I wanted the Ealers. <laughs> okay. Ealers went next. I, yeah, I know. I think both players are going to have good seasons, but yeah. I think the deciding factor there is the fact that Ealers is left slash right wing. Yeah. Whereas Taylor Hall is a straight left winger. So we'll see. We'll see what happens when it gets back to you. So there goes Flurry. Chicago's goalie. Don't quote me on it, but I'm I'm looking for a big season here from Chicago. I think they've done a lot of things to change up that squad. And with so Seth Jones in front it. of him, that should help a lot. They're going to give another kick at the can here with uh, the dynasty of Patty Kane and Johnny Caves. Okay, Brock Besser, solid option on the wing as well. I, like if you if you took centers early, if you took defensemen early, a guy like Brock Besser as like a mid range sixth to seventh, even eighth round winger. Wow, what value does he bring? Eh? He scores a ton of goals. Not to mention the flow. It's <laughs> extra points got, right there. He's got some golden flow going on there. Okay, Rupe Hints, Morgan Riley, Carey Price comes off the board here. Somebody is happy to see the Montreal goaltenders in action again after their cup final run. Marcus is back up. Yeah. I don't know who I'm really looking at right now. I'm looking at either Elias Lindholm in Calgary or mm -hmm. um, Tyler Sagan. Is there something Both. wrong with him? <laughs> Sagan was just injured all of last season, so his stats were just a little lower. So that's all. 
I picked up uh, Elias Lindholm. Fantastic choice. Number one center in Calgary, solid player. And uh, that center They should bounce back right a little in. too. Yeah, and the dual threat action there. So this is where, to me, like Matthew Barzal just got selected, but this is where the jog, the log jam, pardon my uh, mistake there, the, the log jam here of centers is starting to creep up. Jack Eichel, Nicholas Backstrom, Evgeny Malkin, Anze Kopitar. You start to see some of these guys um, kind of stack up. This is why I wait on centers. I just find there's so much value at the position. There's just no need for me to You're up, by the way. make that jump. Yeah, I'm going to okay. be taking Roman Yossi yeah, that's, with one of my picks. That's a good pick. And I, I am just trying to look at what my, my next pick will be because I have the back-to-back, so I don't have a whole lot of time to look uh, in between there. So for me, I am looking at Nuge as a center left, but I also think I need to pull the trigger potentially on another solid defenseman here. And I'm looking at Seth Jones. I'm also looking at Miro Heiskanen. I'm going to select Miro Heiskanen. I think he's going to have a big season in Dallas, and he is going to put up some points. And also, I stacked already with Patty Kane and Alex DeBrinkett, so I don't want too many guys from the same team. You know, if yeah. something happens, if there's another COVID breakout, if, you know, they're in a slump. For sure. Sometimes, sometimes you don't put all your not... eggs in the same basket, right? Yeah. And it is a little different when we're talking about Patty Kane and DeBrinkett because they play on the same line, whereas Seth Jones is a defenseman. So you are back on the clock, Marcus. It looks like. Backstrom, Sagan, and Barry were taken before you. Yeah. So a bit more of a mix going on here. I'm looking at either uh, Seth Jones or Jason Robertson right now. Jason Robertson had a big season. He certainly did. And I'm going to go with Jason Robertson. Yeah, should continue to break out. The one thing about Robertson I'm not too sure of is uh, I don't know with the health of Radulov and Sagan last year being a question mark now that they're both back and healthy to start the season this year. I don't know if that's going to impact the playing time of Robertson or if they saw enough from him last year that he earned those minutes and he's going to be on the ice a lot longer. Yeah, no, that's very true. One interesting fact about Jason Robertson is I think he only had five of his points were on the power play. So wow. most of his points were on five on five. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, sorry, right. six. Well, it's a six in 2021. Oh, how could you lie, Marcus? <laughs> how could you? He had 17 six. goals, 28 assists. And only six good. of those were on the power play. So. That's pretty good. Well, after Robinson came off the board, David Perron, who had a monster year last year. I don't know if people realize that. I actually made a trade for him partway through the fantasy season. He was racking up the power play points in St. Louis. Nuge came off the board. Seth Jones came off the board. Radulov. Sam Reinhart, who is now with Florida, by the way. And TJ Oshie from Washington. Marcus, you are up next after Jordan, who selected Shea Theodore. Who are you looking at? Oh, sorry, Matt has to go first. Yeah. Looking at uh, Nick Suzuki. Um, Okay. Also, uh, Martin Nikash from Carolina Mm -hmm. Uh, he should have a pretty good season he had a phenomenal season last year as well 
Yeah. I think I because I need some right hand, some right wingers. It's also Cole Caulfield. Yep, Cole Caulfield should have a solid season too. And if you trust Sam Bennett, you have two seconds, by the way. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. So you went with uh, Nikas. Nice. Yeah. That is a solid pick. I like that. Oh, there goes Jakob Chitrin. Mm. You got he him real was, late last. <laughs> I got him with like my second last pick last year. He wasn't even ranked. Like yeah. I went off the board to select him. Who are you looking at for your next two picks? I, see I was looking at Jakob Chitrin actually. Yeah. But here's here this this spot here, like eighth to eleventh round. There's a logjam of goalies here. Yeah. So Grubauer say. and Spencer Knight just got picked before me, but there's still just Jack Campbell, Peter Mrazek, Kevin Lankinen, Mackenzie Blackwood, Jordan Benintan, and then there's my boy down here, Thatcher Demko. Yeah. I am going to go with Thatcher Demko. I liked him last year. He was solid as a, a goaltender. And I think he really broke out. I think it was a true breakout. And I think he is going to continue with that this year going forward. That's a good pick. So that was my pick there. And then with my next pick, I'm taking a look at uh, the other goaltenders that are available. And uh, I think I'm going to go with, uh, oh, sorry, auto-picked. That's okay. Hey, Evgeny Malkin. <laughs> Evgeny Malkin. <laughs> oh no, I got Evgeny Malkin yeah. in the in the 10th round. Wow. Yeah, remember when I said wait on centers till the 8th to 10th round? Well, there you go. I got Evgeny Malkin in the 10th round. I was looking at Jack Campbell. I was going to select him as my goaltender. I just have a little bit of hesitation not from the Leafs, but is Mrazek going to get a lot of playing yeah. time? I mean, they and signed him to a... If he is, is it a real split, right? That's so true. We'll see what happens here. All right. So for my next pick, I'm going to pick uh, Neil Pionk. Solid pick. Yeah. Solid, solid pick. Neil Pionk had a monster season last year and uh, should only continue to develop in that same way. Ivan Provorov coming off the board after that, so another defenseman. And uh, Anze Kopitar is still on the board. Yeah. Rank 56th. Wow. But you can see his ADP is 91. And we're already at like the 99th pick. <laughs> That's crazy. So he typically falls. Burakovsky comes off the board. There's another winger. So to me, this is why I like to go for wingers early. Is there goes you get a guy like... Burakovsky in the 10th round or you can get a guy like Kopitar in the 10th round so for me that's why I like the wingers I selected early and often which left me with the ability to pick centers later in the draft so Marks you're going to come up before me you've already picked your one goalie yeah Vasilevsky not a bad goalie (laughs) (laughs) so what are you looking for here in your next pick um, I'm looking to just fill out my wingers. I'm probably going to go for a Vander Kane. Unless somebody else jumps out at me. Any concern that a Vander Kane might either be suspended or not play some games this year? Um, I did just quickly check and it showed that he was, uh, um, not the league didn't find him for anything. I believe. Yeah, he they didn't find any evidence. He's still under investigation. 
in terms of the betting on NHL games, in particular betting on shark games, San Jose shark games. They said they didn't find anything, but it certainly sounds like there's some resentment from the team. So who are you going for? Nylander it is then. (laughs) Willie Nylander. Hey, I had Evander Kane last year. He had the best statistical season of his career, and he won the hockey fantasy championship for our league, so he could raise that to the banners, you know? Yeah, that is true. Um, a lot of defensemen have been going off the board here in the 11th round, by the way. Just want to maybe talk about that quick. Uh, you know, you selected Pioink, then Provorov comes off the board. We also see guys like Drew Doughty, Mackenzie Weger, now John Klingberg. These are all really solid options on defense, guys that were obviously worth their value in the 11th round that we're in right now. So those are good guys to maybe take a look at and, and think about. Still a logjam of goalies. So here we got Peter Mrazek, Kevin Lankinen, Mackenzie Blackwood, Jordan Bennington, Sergei Bobovsky, Vitek Vanacek, Jeremy Swayman, Alex Nadalkovich. All of these guys are kind of sandwiched in here in this position. Pretty crazy. What are you looking at next? I am going to wait on goalies because there's just too many of them stacked here together. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the guy to tip the cap here and kind of push people over the limit. I'm going to be looking for, I have three defensemen, so I want to round that out and take my fourth defenseman. I'm kind of taking a look here. I see a few guys I'm interested in. I really like Thomas Shabbat, but I think I'm going to drop down here. I'm considering taking Jared Spurgeon. And the reason for that is because he is the bona fide number one with Ryan Suter gone. I just don't know if I want to take him over Shabbat. I think I'm going to go Shabbat here. Because he is a phenomenal defenseman who gets a ton of points. So I was hemming and hawing. I don't think either of them are poor choices. I think you kind of just go with what you go with. And now I'm just going to take the best available player. Vladimir Tarasenko is there as a winger. I also see Philip Forsberg, who is pretty much a 30-goal scorer every year. And I kind of like Thomas Hurdle here. So I'm going to stick with my boy Thomas Hurdle. I say that because I had him last year in fantasy. I like the flexibility of that center slash left wing. And I also, I like him in that slot there. So if we're talking a little bit about Thomas Hurdle, he has that flex center slash left wing option. And he additionally also provides you with a ton of face-off wins. So if you are somebody who wins or is playing in a league where face-off wins is one of the categories, then I highly recommend taking a look at a guy like Thomas Hurdle this point in the draft because Thomas Hurdle does provide those power play points and also the face-off wins as well. Um, He is pretty much the number one center there, even though Logan Couture is there. They are giving a ton of time to Thomas Hurdle. All right. Zach Hyman. I like it. In the 12th round, potentially the guy who is playing with Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl. Not bad. Not bad at all. So we are getting to the end here, Marcus. Um, Maybe we'll just do one or two more picks. Sure. And then we'll call it a day because we don't need to go all the way and fill up our benches. We're getting towards the end of the draft. You just took Devin Taves? Yeah, I just took Devin Taves. Fantastic pick. Why did you take Taves? I need another defenseman. I think you'll do well in Colorado. Um, what more to say? 
playing with Kale McCarr. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the only other thing that you can say yeah. at this point is. Um, his defense partner is Kale McCarr. What else do you want me to say? Fantastic. Oh, there goes uh, Forsberg and Tarasenko, two solid wingers. These would be pretty good values late in draft if you happen to take centers or defensemen or you're just looking for a winger late in the draft. Those would be some solid solid picks there. I guess I'll just do one more pick then for myself. Yeah. You'll have two more picks. Yeah, I can do the back-to-back, but why don't yeah. you just do one more like you said? Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll call it here. Yeah, so... I'd probably wait to get a goalie, but in this case, we'll just to finish off my team, we'll just pick a goalie. Who? I don't Patrick, know right now. Patrick Line. You got Mackenzie Blackwood of New Jersey. You got Jordan Bennington of St. Louis. Brobowski's probably back up. Vanacek is probably back up. Swayman is probably back up. Ndelkovic is the first goalie there in Detroit. Yeah. So if you're looking at There's starters, those would be Peterson. some options. Yeah, Cal Peterson is there as well as there a legitimate starter. And don't forget Jakob Markstrom. Yeah, ah, you did oh, not. Just... <laughs> <laughs> as you selected Read him. my mind. Another solid pick. That's somebody who should theoretically have a bounce back here. Um, I like his I like his chances for a mm-hmm. bounce back. I think that Calgary will be a much more difficult team to play against. And I do think uh, that will be helpful. So many good goalies, and it's just the problem right now is the system, the system of the splits, right? There's yeah. so many teams that the have a 1A and 1B. It's kind of the way that it's become. So it depends on what you're interested in. If you can get those stacks, get those stacks. Personally, I don't have that option right now, so I only have one goalie, and my goalie is Thatcher Demko. I want another goalie who gets starts. I'm going to go with Calvin Peterson here. Mm-hmm as a legitimate starter who's going to be getting lots of uh, starts. And you know what? This is my last pick, and we're going to sign off. So why don't I take a center? Who's available? Sean Couturier. Bo Horvat. Joe Pavelski. Um, Joe Pavelski. You got Jamie Benn, Jack Hughes. Um, You know, there is a ridiculous number of centers available. And one guy that everyone always forgets about is Vincent Troychuk. Oh, my. Um, so just my last pick was Sean Couturier, by the way. Um, just so you know, that was the last pick. So in terms of the center. So for me, I waited hard. I got Malkin. I got Hurdle. I got Couturier as my centers. And I didn't start drafting centermen until the 10th round. So there you go. That is my theory on how to draft in fantasy hockey. Awesome. Okay, so I think that about wraps it up, Marcus. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Hopefully this was some insightful information. I know that we had the hockey talk at the beginning, some of our goes as to who's going to win the divisions, and then also we had our 10-team fantasy mock draft. So if you're interested in that, then feel free to give that a listen, and hopefully it helps you win your fantasy leagues like Marcus and I do pretty much all the time. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is uh, Face Offs and Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Have a great day.